Let's get into the word. This morning, um, we had a prophetic word that was spoken, and interpretation came. And how many caught that it says, What's in your heart? Did you catch that? How many heard that? How many know that the last song we sang about Waymaker, it said, I want to come and I want to touch your. He wants to come and heal your heart, move in your heart. I, I was standing there, and I thought, well, Lord, this is kind of interesting. We're singing songs this morning, the prophetic words coming this morning. And uh, a few weeks away, God spoke in my heart, and guess what he spoke to me about? We're going to talk about the heart this morning. Um, the heart, in the natural, this machine, God-designed machine, muscle. How many have got one right now? How many, how many, how many did not put up your hand? I do not know how you're surviving without it. Right now, it is beating inside of you without you even thinking about it. Isn't that right, Lois? You, you haven't been thinking about, you know, beat, 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 come on. You, know, you haven't. It's God-ordained, because I believe, like, he, he breathed into us his spirit. It's there. Um, anyways, it, it's, it's an organ in humans, it's an organ in animals, which pumps blood through vessels throughout the body, and that provides oxygen and nutrients that we need to live. This past summer, um, I had some health issues. I was losing my vision. Um, I was having um, issues with being thirsty all the time and whatnot. Finally, I got a chance to go see a doctor, and he, after a few tests, he says, uh, you have type 2 diabetes. Oh, okay. So he talked with me, shared with me. Now, one of the things he said that we really want to watch is your blood pressure, and we want to watch your heart. We want to watch your heart. So we've been taking medication and uh, watching diet, watching diet, watching food go by me that I used to love. Losing weight, my wife has had to go in and toss all my clothes because they don't fit anymore. It's a bad thing for me because I don't like shopping. But I'm also concerned about the heart. The heart. Now, symbolically, the heart, and we heard it today, the interpretation of the word, which Velma interpreted, she said, God spoke to her and he interpreted, she said, God would say to us, what is in your heart? 
And you can sit, well, in the natural, there's, there's blood, and it's flowing around. But that's not what God's asking us. He knows what's there in the natural. But symbolically, we talk about the heart, and oftentimes it's identified that, that it's the center of us, right? Our core. It's our emotions. It's our thoughts. It's our will. It's our intentions. And when we talk about your heart, that's what we're talking about symbolically, those things, where that's at. We use terminology like, well, you know, you need to have a change of heart. Or how about this one? Are you lighthearted? Or your heart can, it's just, your heart's just not in it. You ever heard that one? Your heart, how many have used it? How many identified with that? Yeah, my heart's just not in that anymore. Or how about this one? Oh, look at those two sweethearts. They're just in love. They'll grow up someday. Yeah. Or how about this one? Follow your, follow your heart. Or this one. Um, how many of you have said this one? Oh, with somebody that's pretty emotional, and you say, "Boy, you're you're wearing your heart on your sleeve." You know, you know just. And there's many other statements, right, that are made about the heart. That's symbolicness. But I want to tell you today, the Bible has a lot to say about the heart. Here's some. And you can jot these down so you can go back and look them up later. Deuteronomy 11, verse 18, talks about God's word was written upon our, our heart. In Joshua eleven twenty it says, one, could, one can harden one's heart. You can harden it. That's where people sometimes even have, in the physical, they can have heart issues because there's, there's stuff that plugs up in our hearts and doesn't allow the blood to flow in their hearts can get hard physically. It can happen also spiritually. We can have hardened hearts. 2 Samuel 15, verse 6 talks about that you can steal someone's heart. You can steal someone's heart. Lorraine, did he steal your heart? Don't giggle like that. Oh, he stole my heart. He stole my heart. And that's the thing. You can steal someone's heart. 1 Kings 8, verse 61 says that you must have a fully committed heart. Fully committed. What's that mean? All in. Right? All in. Any of you that have played sports, you better have a fully committed heart. Half-hearted, you'll probably be cut from the team. You've got to be all in. All in. First Chronicles 29, verse 18 says that you need to have a, a loyal heart. 
You're going to have a loyal heart. Second Chronicles 29, verse 31 says, you need to have a willing heart. Have you got a willing heart in your life? Here's some more. Isaiah 35, verse 4 says, have a fearful heart. Now, that doesn't mean that you're, you're so afraid of God that you don't want to be, but it means in awe and in, in, in give honor to him, fearful, fear of him in your heart. Malachi 4, verse 6 said, hearts can be turned. You know, how many believe that you can turn your heart towards God? How many believe that you could have your heart turned to other things? The question was asked this morning through a prophetic word, where is your heart? Where is it? Are you turned this way? Are you turned this way? Just where is it? Where is your heart? Mark 7, verse 21, evil thoughts can come from the heart. In other words, what we let into our hearts and now is what's going to come out of our hearts, our thoughts. Luke 24, verse 32, I love this one. Yeah, this was one of, do you remember there was three, uh, two or, I think two or three guys walking down the road. Remember Jesus showed up? And they were, and he shared with them the scripture, and then all of a sudden he disappears. And they turn to each other and they say, Did our hearts not burn within us as he spoke? Have you ever felt that way when you've been with Jesus? That your hearts just burned? Oh, man. And I'm not talking about indigestion. But your heart burned because of what he spoke. John 14, verse 1 and verse 27 talks about having a troubled heart. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 13 talks about having wide open hearts. Hearts that are wide open. So I would like you to turn to this one in the scripture here this morning. John chapter 14, verse 27. So you can turn in your Bibles, you can get on your phones, open up your Bible app, turn to that one. Because this is the one that I really want to focus on here this morning in the few minutes I've got left. John 14, verse 27 says this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let's just stop there for a minute. Let's just stop there. How many are wanting peace? Anyone? Anyone want peace? Situations around you, economic stuff, all the, wanting peace? I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to come from the federal government. It's not going to come from the provincial government. It's not going to come from Lotto. It's not. It's not even coming. It's not even come from getting involved in sports and getting signing the big contract. I just read something. I watched something the other day. Uh, NFL football player signed an eighty-four million dollar contract, and within three years he was declared bankruptcy. 
how in the world can you spend that kind of money? Because what was in his heart. So peace. Are you wanting peace? There's only one person that can give it. What did he say? My peace I give to you. Now, question. Any of you that have studied Jesus in the scripture, in his life, did he have a, did he always have it, did he always have an easy time? He didn't, did he? Hauled off to hang on the cross, and other people didn't like him, and told him, you know, shook their fists at him, and things like this, and they didn't agree with him. His religious people were always questioning everything he had to say. He didn't, it wasn't always easy. But he had this inner thing that was down deep in his heart called peace through it all. So he says, peace I leave with you. I, I leave it with you. I'm going to set it right here, Michelle. There it is. I leave it with you. My peace, he said, I give to you. Notice what else he went on to say? Not as the world gives do I give you. Because I mean, he, he, he needed to tell them right off, it ain't there. All the money in the world isn't going to give you peace. All, all of the properties that you can buy up ain't going to give you peace. Having all the beautiful art in your isn't going to give you peace. Let not your hearts be what? Troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Some key words in here that I think all of us as believers need to hear this morning. Troubled, afraid hearts. If you believe in Jesus, he doesn't want you to have that. Troubled and afraid hearts. Broken hearts. Troubled hearts. A broken heart or a heartbreak or a troubled heart it's, it's a common metaphor for the intense emotional pain or suffering one feels after maybe losing a loved one, um, a close friend has moved away or perhaps passed away, maybe, um, whether you've gone through a divorce, a breakup physical separation from people. We're experiencing that right now. Our granddaughter decided, I'm going to go to Thunder Bay, and I'm going to play hockey, and I'm going to go to school in Thunder Bay, and I'm going, what are you talking about? We just moved all the way back from North Battleford to be here to with you, and you're moving away. There's trouble in Grandpa's heart. There's perhaps you've been betrayed. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've had to move away from ones that were close to you. 
Maybe you've been in a romantic relationship with somebody ultimately only to be rejected and it was broke up. Maybe you're failing in class at school. Maybe you've been cut from the team. I don't know, whatever it is, but you got a broken heart. Here's some, uh, some scriptures here that I came across to help me at times. Psalms 9, uh, 69 verse 20 said, The reproaches or the insults have broken my heart. Have you ever had that? Anybody ever say anything to you that just, ooh. Maybe it was even a family member. Ooh. Pain. So that I'm in despair. I looked for pity. Ever gone looking for pity? Somebody please show pity on me. Help me out. But there was none. For comforters, and I found none of them. Proverbs 18, verse 14 says, A man's spirit will endure sickness, but a crushed spirit or heart, who can bear it? Who can bear that? Now, what I like about these scriptures is that you can be honest with God. But what's happening with your broken heart? Psalms 34, verse 18 says, The Lord is near to the broken hearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Aren't you glad? He's near us through those times. Research has shown that a broken heart, listen to this, hurts the same way as pains of intense physical pain. To have a broken heart, the pain level is the same as if it was physically, that emotional aspect. Tightness of chest, nausea, and I know all about it. Um... A few years back, I went through some real heartbreak times in my personal life. Uh, the sickness and ultimate death of my father was an emotional blow that hit me really hard. And I lived in a time of deep, deep personal grief that folks... Only my wife knew how deep it was in me. It, it had hurt me so bad that one day I was in my bedroom. I was sitting on the bed and I was just weeping. Weeping from this pain that came right in here. And she came in and she sat on the bed beside me and all she could do is just put her arms around me because there's nothing she could say I felt exhausted I felt fatigued I felt tightness in my chest and that was the death of my father over the last year and a half or more um, going through in somewhat some of the same things with my mom, who's now uh, physically, her body's there, but mentally, emotionally, because of Alzheimer's, she's, she's not there. Just out there to visit her in July, she doesn't know who I am. 
You sit beside her and you talk with her and she looks at me and she goes, have you seen Alan? Right here, Mom. Oh, hi. Have you seen Alan? Wow. So any of you that have had loved ones with, where you've gone through times of Alzheimer's and, and dementia, I understand. I understand the brokenness and pain that you've gone through. In those moments, I cried out to the Lord. And I have felt him come to me, close to me. As Psalm 34:18 said, the Lord's near to the brokenhearted. He's there. I felt him. In those moments, I could feel the cloud as his presence was there would start to lift. The sun started to shine again from the darkness that all I could see. And it's through those moments God starts speaking and saving the crushed spirit that we all sometimes go through. I heard a story. Sorry, I, I like telling stories. I heard a story of a pastor who um, had a member of this congregation have to go in to have heart surgery. And the person that was the surgeon that was doing the operation on the heart was a good friend of his. And this pastor, he, he was a little strange because he, 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 he enjoyed, he enjoyed, get this, he enjoyed going to watch surgeries or things like this. And so he asked... Uh, the family had actually asked him to, to go to the hospital and be there that day with, with the loved one that was having the heart surgery, if he would. And so he had asked the, the surgeon, he said, can I, can I go and sit in the observation area and just watch and pray, but watch as the surgery happened? So the surgeon went and talked to those that probably, and he come back and he said, yeah, you can come in. You can go up there and you can watch the surgery. So he did. So he goes in, he watches the surgery on the, a member of his congregation. And as the, they were uh, starting the surgery, as it was happening, uh, he watches the surgeon take the heart out of the chest and set it on, on their body and do the intricate work that needed to be done on the task of the heart to, to do the surgery. And then he takes the heart and he places it back into the chest of the patient. And he starts to gently massage the heart. And he stops, but the heart doesn't start beating. And so the pastor knows the surgeon go and he a little bit more firm in some of the squeezing of the heart. It stops and it still doesn't start to beat. And so now things are getting a little bit more aggressive in trying to get this heart to start to beat. And finally, the surgeon, he 
lean, gets down on his knees, and he pulls his mask down up to the patient's ear. And the pastor said, I noticed him say to the patient, this is your surgeon. The operation has gone completely perfect. Your heart is repaired. Now tell your heart to beat again. The pastor said as he sat there and watched, the surgeon backed up, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, that heart started to beat. Anyone that's had a wounded heart, you may look good on the outside. You may have a smile, you may have a walk and everything else, but in, deep inside, how many of you know that sometimes we can fake it and our hearts are broke? But I want to tell you today that the great physician, he's repaired your heart by the redemptive work on Calvary. You're going to live again. You're going to love again. You're going to have hope again. You're going to trust again. You're going to forgive again. You're going to believe again. Why? Because Jesus healed your heart. Um... This story that I just told you happened. It happened a, long, a number of years ago. And uh, one of the members of uh, the singing group, Phillips, Craig, and Dean, Randy Phillips, had heard this story. And it sat in his heart, for he said, for about 10 years. And then he said, I finally shared it with the other guys of the group, the story. And it motivated all of us that we sat down together and we, we wrote a song based on this story. And so I'm going to play this song right now. I'm going to put it up on the screen, the words, Dell, if you can hit it. And may it speak to you today, this song. On up onto the stage here. If you're here this morning, you need to hear that the Holy Spirit, the Lord, is... He has healed your heart. The redemptive work on the cross of Calvary, um, he did it. He understands your pain. He understands everything that's going on. And maybe it's been a long time since you felt your heart beat. Maybe you felt a long, it's been a long time since you could really love You've been missing hope. Hope is gone. It's been disappeared. Or maybe you felt they couldn't trust anybody again because somebody hurt you. You found it hard to forgive. 
or maybe even better, it's been hard for you to feel and receive forgiveness. Um, he's here to heal hearts. He's here to speak to each one of us to say, tell your heart to beat again. To the depth that broken heart, hear the words of Jesus. I am your surgeon. The surgery went perfectly well. Now tell your heart to beat again. So as we close, we're going to close in prayer. We're going to sing the song Waymaker because I love some of the words within that song because it talks about the heart. So let's just stand in closing. And as, as we start singing this song, maybe, you know, uh, a few weeks ago some people did the act of baptism where they actually physically went down into water and were baptized. Maybe today the physical act of you maybe just walking to the front here and just standing here and allowing the Holy Spirit to speak into your heart these words, tell your heart to beat again. Maybe that's what you need. To just hear his voice. So Jesus, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for redemption. Thank you for being the great physician that has reached down and touched our hearts. They were broken, messed up, hurting. And you've healed us. And you're here today with your power and your might to touch each and every life. And you're speaking to us to trust in you and you're speaking to us saying the words, tell your heart to beat again. We receive it. We receive that today. Bless those that must leave, but those that will linger in here, Lord, touch their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen.